0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the life of a fashion student podcast with me your host Christina Eng I know I say this all the time Like basically in all of my recent episodes, but it does feel really good to be back on the podcast grind again and Just feel so good whenever I have the downtime to record podcast episodes even to write podcast episodes Um, which I haven't been having a lot of time to do lately just because of how busy i've been But here I am recording another one for you guys. So I was really inspired to do this podcast episode on mistakes from one of you guys, actually. When I inquired on my Instagram stories about topics that you'd want to hear me talk about on the pod, I saw a response about making mistakes in the workplace. And that immediately channeled my passion to talk about um, the mistakes that I've made at work and in my career. And to put out a whole episode on the topic of mistakes because... Everybody makes some, but I feel like not very many people like to talk about the mistakes that they've made, or at least like to share their experiences on how they've been able to come back from those mistakes. But before we jump into a long episode about, you know, making mistakes and all that kind of stuff, as always, I want to give you guys a little life update on what's been happening on my end because, you know, it's been another month in between the episodes again, so a lot has happened within each month. And I think one of the biggest things that has happened since I've last talked to you guys, um, one is that I officially met my Dior mentor, mentor in person a few weeks ago. And for any of you new listeners who don't know, but I'm sure a lot of you already do know because I talk about it in basically every episode now, I'm a part of a woman leadership and sustainability mentorship program in collaboration with Dior and UNESCO. And... All the mentees that are in the program are assigned a mentor who um, who works at Dior like in some capacity and I mean I, I guess I just lucked out because I genuinely got the best mentor of all time and my mentor has played such a pivotal role in my success and in my career and I've only known her for a short amount of time for like a couple of months now and we've only, we just met in person this this past month, so that was really special to me to finally meet her after all of the Zoom calls, texting, and all the um, the phone calls that we've had as well. Now, the program, I've, I've talked to you guys about this multiple times. It honestly really hasn't, you know, started kicking off until September and October, and now we're in November, so the program is starting to get a little bit more, uh, it's taking more, up more of my time, and it's getting more, what's the word, involved. But the program, as I mentioned to you guys in the very beginning, was very independent and it was kind of like to each of to each its own. It's like how you take the mentorship and what you do with it. Um, So as a mentee, you kind of have to make your own outreach and you have to stay in contact with your own mentor. And the same goes for your mentor. They have to, you know, put in that effort to really extend their reach to you as well. So the mentor and mentee both benefit from each other in this situation because the mentor, of course, teaches the mentee with all of the knowledge that they have and all the experience that they have working at Dior and past experiences but similarly the experiences and perspectives of the mentee should also offer the same to the mentor which I'm I hope to say that I've shared a lot with my mentee about you know in general just stuff about my life what it means to be someone in the fashion industry at my age and also I've taught her a lot about like podcasting and talking about what I do with my podcast and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the relationship that I have had with my mentor and I've found that to be the most beneficial for both individuals where we're both learning from each other even though we've come from completely different backgrounds, we're completely different ages, different, you know, perspectives, all that kind of thing. You know, anyway, before I get into a whole tangent about the topic because it's something I'm very passionate about, the thing I was trying to tell you guys was that my mentor and I met up for, you know, the first time in person a couple weeks ago and... Until then, as I mentioned, we'd only been like texting and seeing each other through Zoom meetings and phone calls. So we actually met in person, which was really cool because she was here for a Dior activation that she had in New York. And we had a cute little breakfast early in the morning, which was amazing. Um, She treated me to an amazing breakfast, which was really sweet of her. And she also was really kind and generous enough to have invited me to the Dior activation that she was working on and that she was there for and there were truly not enough words to describe how inspirational of a day it was to be surrounded by my mentor and the rest of the incredible people that I met that day at the activation and at you know the whole Dior team. I was truly able to learn and absorb so much that day all while being able to have my mentor by my side and being able to you know pick other people's brains at Dior on just about anything that I have questions on. My 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 mentor was like, literally talk to, talk to people, ask them questions, ask them all the burning questions that you have, anything that you're thinking of, anything you want to share with them. And it was true. I, I found that to be very true. All the people were willing to listen to what I had to say and they were willing to answer my questions as well. The whole experience also just gave me so much more insight on the luxury fashion space because I feel like the barrier to entry to luxury fashion can be very intimidating I mean like some some I was never really like interested directly in luxury fashion but I always had this like misconception that it's not really a misconception I guess because it is kind of hard to enter into that space but I always had the idea that it was really hard to enter into these brands like Dior and Chanel like I think like the only way you'd get even involved in them is like either if you have a personal connection or if you start out like very low in the totem pole with like an internship so to be able to do this mentorship and to have like access to these exclusive events and exclusive learnings is something really special and I'm glad that I get to be a part of it and I feel like without my specific mentor's hand in allowing me to experience these events firsthand I don't think I would have been able to experience opportunities like this if I was at this age and point in my career because You know again it's it's I've mentioned in so many other episodes before but it's all about those personal connections and networking it's all about who you know because if I didn't know my mentor you know I wouldn't have been able to get into this private client exclusive high jewelry event that Dior was putting together so yeah that's just a little little insight that I've been having these past couple of weeks about networking connections the luxury fashion sector all that kind of stuff and it's just big it's it honestly is introducing me to a lot of new things that I potentially could shift my career to again you never want to close the door on any learnings that you might have because a lot can change like you know again I started in school thinking I wanted to do fashion design and be a designer and now I don't want to do design at all and I'm into all these other things that are not design related with stuff I'm doing with the CFDA and now Dior is introducing me to a lot of new things as well so Always keep an open mind, especially when you're in a creative industry, because you are going to be constantly inspired by all the things that you are, that you see and are introduced to. So that happened, and I know that was a lot, but another, like, I feel like this whole month, this whole past month, October, was, like, all about the Dior program and was really immersing me into the world of Dior. Um, So I kind of wanted to talk also about an event that happened, and this was more, this was recently, this was, like, the end of October. Um, which was the Women at your fall event that the program threw for us America, American mentees. And I say American mentees because there are mentees all over the world. Like there are Europe, European mentees as well. But for the American mentees, um, our, you know, HR group grew, threw us our own little soiree. So, and I just wanted to quickly share more about this particular experience because I got so many questions about it on my Instagram. Like, because I was just like posting, you know, brand related stuff with Dior and people were like oh my god like um how did you get to this level what how did you get to this program like all that kind of stuff so I just wanted to give any of you who are interested in this program more insight on some of the in-person events that they've been throwing for us especially since like COVID has kind of like knock on wood but kind of settled down and we become more normalized to the COVID procedures and stuff So, basically, this fall event, Dior basically flew everyone out to New York City, except for, obviously, the few of us who had already lived in New York, including myself. So, that was a little bummer for me because a lot of people all throughout the um, Americas were flown in from their respective states, and they were put up in a hotel, Um, and, I mean, I have always been so grateful to live in New York because I've had so much access to opportunities here. Honestly, like, I wouldn't give it for the world to not be born here and live in New York. So I'm really grateful for that a- anyway. But I mean, it was just real, I was really bummed out that I didn't get to, you know, get to stay in a hotel in the city, I guess. That was <laughs> the most thing I was sad about. But anyway, it's really nice of them. They put people up in hotels and basically planned a day and a half for us, full of fun activities, for us to learn more about the Dior heritage and the program itself. And it was also the first time that all of us mentees, you know, chosen from around the U.S. were going to be able to meet up in person. I knew a few people from my school, two people from Parsons who had been chosen, um, but I'd never met them before. So this was also the first time I was meeting them as well. So it's definitely a great network-centered experience. And just to give you guys a quick rundown of what occurred throughout this day and a half... The first day we really, you know, we started early in the morning and we got a tour of the Dior flagship store on Fifth Avenue, which was, be- which was a beautiful space. They told us little tidbits of stories about the Dior heritage and where a lot of things come from, where a lot of the icons and sim- symbolic stuff throughout the store came from and the, the, their stories. And then after that we went to the Dior headquarters um, that was really close by and there we got a tour of the offices. And they also held a panel for us on early career paths with people representing from LVMH, Dior, Fendi, Sephora, and Tiffany and Co. So overall, the morning part of it was like very packed with educational, um, educational learnings, and a lot of networking and just you know introducing yourself to people, meeting new people, and asking questions to all. You know, put they were basically putting us in front of like the leading people in the uh luxury fashion space so it was a really good way to get your yourself in front of those people and then that same evening they also set up a whole Dior dinner for us which was so cute it was like a brand dinner and it, we had like our name tags on on like papers and everything in front of our plates and again it was just a really beautiful night of networking and getting to talk with you know all of the other American mentees and the people who set up the program and it was basically like a three and a half hour dinner so we really got to like know the people these people so well that by the end of the day they were like our new best friends and I I made some amazing friends that day as well that I still stay in touch with and then I'm working on like the Dior project with that I'll talk more about um in future episodes but yeah so the next day was really short and sweet it was kind of like a half day like kind of a little less than a half day and we were back at the Dior headquarters early in the morning and it was just a chance for us to say our final goodbyes to everyone before everyone flew back home uh for some of us like you know going back to our own homes and apartments and we also just discussed the dream for change project a little bit more which is a project that we um would be working on for the next few months with our respective groups um and it's a part of being in the woman at Dior mentorship program so it's kind of like a mandatory project that you guys have to do i'll talk more about that in future episodes especially cuz i want to put out a whole episode on like the whole mentorship as a whole and the experience but yeah that is is what's going to take up a lot of my time these next few months but I'm really excited to share more I'm working with an amazing group on an amazing project and I hope that we can go very far with it because it's kind of like a little it's like at the end there's like a whole big conference people get to go to Paris all that kind of stuff but I don't want to give too much about that um but anyway that was a pretty long update so I I mean I know you guys are always excited to hear about what's going on in my life and you know what I'm always working on next but that's a little bit of that so I wanted to take a majority of the episode to talk about that but with all that being said I wanted to get into today's podcast episode topic which as I mentioned at the beginning is all about making mistakes and this episode is you know isn't meant to specifically focus on mistakes that you've made in your career and in the workplace um but I mean obviously it's centered around that and you can apply anything that I say to your personal life or whatever you want, not just like your career. So why I specifically love talking about the topic of mistakes is because it's something that truly everyone has in common with one another and everyone has at least made one mistake in their own lives and to say that you've never made a mistake in your life, that's just that's just straight up a lie because whether it's a small mistake, a big mistake, a monumental mistake, everyone has made some kind of mistake in their life. There's this one podcast that I listen to which is one of my favorite podcast at the moment because i literally every time i shower listen to an episode that she puts out um it's called second life by hillary kerr who if you guys don't know hillary kerr is the founder of who what where and i believe at the end of all of her episodes with her distinguished guests that she interviews she asked them to share a mistake that they've made and kind of how they overcame it and that part when she asked that question is just one of my favorite parts of the episodes. When she interviews all of these amazing and successful entrepreneurs and fashion distinguished individuals and to hear them talk about some of the mistakes they've made in their past and present inspires me to look past some of the mistakes that i've made in my own life because i'm not gonna lie to you sometimes i dwell on the mistakes that i've made especially as of recently and i'll get more into that but Listening to the mistakes that these really successful people have made kind of snap you back into reality and remind you that everyone makes them So I would highly recommend listening to that podcast because she doesn't only interview fashion people She just generally interviews women who are well-rounded entrepreneurs and who have built these really amazing Companies from the ground up. But anyway back to the point I was making it's very easy to be discouraged and feel like a failure when you make a mistake even if it's a small one and I don't know about how you guys are but I get really discouraged by little negative things that occur to me in my life and I started to realize that this trait actually got a lot worse during COVID as I'm sure some of you felt that as well stuff would discourage me all the time and like little things especially little things happening consecutively and then it would make me have a very negative outlook on where I'm going or like my future um I'm slowly changing that about myself now but it's it's been a little bit of a struggle if I'm gonna be honest because when so many little bad things happen to you all at once especially it's really hard to bounce back from that and it does take me a couple of days to up to a week or two weeks to usually bounce back from that and get back to my like my 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 normal self my confident self So we're going to talk a little bit more about the things that have helped me get over making those mistakes and how I've gotten better about looking at stuff with a more positive outlook. But first, I kind of wanted to ease into the topic of mistakes by talking about some of my very own mistakes and some of the biggest mistakes that I've made or that I regard as the biggest mistakes in my own life. Like I said before, when I mentioned my other favorite podcast where the host asked her interviewees about the mistakes they've made... I kind of wanted to share with you guys some of the monumental mistakes that I've made throughout my life and what I learned from them and how I grew from them. I've obviously made a lot of big and more monumental mistakes than some of my other small and insignificant ones that didn't really have much an impact on my life and I think one of the biggest mistakes that I still regard as like one of the biggest things to this day was not switching from fashion design in college when I had the chance to and for any of you who knew me from a long time ago and when I was young, the Christina from five years ago, that's all she ever wanted. to become a designer and that's all she ever knew and wanted for herself and in her future. Um, but though, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast since 2020, I know you've heard me talk about my past multiple times where I was pursuing STEM in high school. And I, at that point, I wanted to follow the path of doing chemistry because of the pressure that my family, my peers, and others just had on me. Just to recap uh, for those of you that are new to this podcast I have a twin sister and as you can imagine having a twin sister is like growing up with built-in competition even though now we only love and support each other and like build each other up in our you know respective careers it didn't always used to be like that and before college we were in the same specialized high school we were in the same prep schools same everything and we just constantly wanted to outdo each other. And that kind of pressure on competition at a very early age kind of skewed my perspective on passion and following one's dreams because at the same time I wanted to make my parents really proud too and go to a good college, find a good job and make a lot of money and make them proud. Like that's what all kids want to do ideally. So I always knew that I wanted to pursue the arts since middle school but I gave a lot of that up since I mean in high school to pursue STEM because I thought that that would make you know, everyone happy in my life. And I thought that's what that people wanted for me. So I guess in hindsight, that was also another major mistake that I feel like changed the course of my life in a monumental way. But the reason I now refer to choosing fashion design as one of my biggest mistakes rather than the whole high school STEM debacle is because I feel like it could have been avoided. And let me explain what I mean by all that. The whole high school situation that was you know kind of unavoidable I like to say because I was very young and I didn't entirely know what I wanted to do in life so at that point in my life I don't think it was that big of a mistake because I don't blame myself for following a stem pathway and not following a creative career because I think I was just being practical and young me just wanted to like set myself into a good career path and a a good future for my future self so choosing to leave fashion design on the other hand as much as I don't want to blame myself for not leaving when I should have, I kind of like have to. To be fair, there were a lot of signs early on that showed me that I just wasn't cut out to be a designer and I ignored a lot of them. And I don't want you guys to take me saying this as like that I was being super negative and that I doubted myself, Um, but I, I think there is something to be said when you genuinely have a realization that you don't, are not passionate about something and that maybe you're not The best at something which I think is okay it's okay for you to realize that and to put that dream kind of aside and focus on other things that you might be the best in or better in that's just like my two cents and that's how I look at things and that's how I think that I personally could have been the most successful so that's just my own thing you know you guys take that as you guys will and as I was saying I ignored a lot of those signs because for not any other reason than just because I wanted to stick stick it out because being a fashion designer was something that I wanted to do my whole life since I was young and I think I just didn't want to disappoint what am I saying disappoint my young self and I just wanted to see that dream through and I honestly already started having doubts early on in sophomore year to be completely frank with you guys about fashion design and that just shows you how early on I started having doubts about my future and I should have listened to those doubts looking back at it but anyway that gives you guys a little bit of context on something I consider to be one of the biggest mistakes I've made so far or and at least where my career is concerned because I've made a lot of mistakes in my own personal life but I think that was like one of the biggest career um, shifts but even though sometimes I wish I could go back and change my major to something that wasn't design related I don't really regret my decision at all because And that's why I'm saying like just because you have these big monumental mistakes sometimes they're they're for the better and they made you who the person you are today because they they did. It's not maybe they did. Um, So I don't regret any decision that I made um, because I think what I got out of that period of time was I made some really beautiful things and I got to be really creative and the uh, yeah it just like the what I produced during that time was the most creative I've ever been in my life. So looking back at it I don't think I could ever be as creative again. Obviously, it's still in me, but there was just that period of time where I was really into it, whereas now it's like I've lost passion for it. So I wouldn't have changed that time for the world. And like also through my design internships, I got to work for so many amazing companies and meet so many amazing people who are still my mentors and friends to me now. And not to mention, I got to design some cool ass clothing within those companies. So Some of the stuff that I made, I I physically look back on now, and I'm just in awe that there was actually a point in my life where I could have, like, physically made articles of clothing, because I'm, like, so out of touch with it now that if I look at my sewing machine, I just have no idea to make anything that I've made before, so, and I keep these pieces that I made in my room very close to me, they're on, like, a rack literally next to my desk right now where I'm recording, so they still hold a special place in my heart, obviously, I just... It does make me look back at the time and be really impressed with myself, so I don't see anything wrong with that. And although I don't regret any decision that I made since then, there were certainly a lot of takeaways from that period of time. A big one that I hope can help a lot of you get past a lot of struggle the way I did was in accepting that it was okay to not see yourself doing something that you thought you'd be doing when you were a lot younger. And that is something I learned until recently, which is a bummer because it could have helped me a lot. You know when I was making some crucial career decisions but better late than ever one of the reasons I held on to the prospect of becoming a fashion designer for so long was because I had this lifelong dream since I was very young that I wanted to be a designer and I kind of d- did not want to let go of that dream or at least I was afraid to and I was afraid to disappoint my younger self and most of all I just yeah like I said didn't want to disappoint myself So if you're going to learn from any of my own mistakes, learn from this one because it's something that looking back on it that I wish I could have went back and changed. But let's talk about some of the mistakes where the stakes were a lot lower than those bigger life mistakes that we were just talking about. I want to talk specifically about making little slip ups and mistakes in the workplace because I don't know about you guys, but I've made plenty of mistakes throughout the many jobs that I've had. And in the moment, it can be very discouraging, but I've learned how to kind of bounce back from them and own up to my own mistakes that I've made and hopefully not make them again. So I kind of just wanted to share some of those lessons with you guys. I think the most common mistake that you can make in a professional setting is one that I do very often, and that's not asking enough questions before doing a task and then doing it wrong. And this is something, um, it's not really something that I do much now at this point in my career because I've thankfully again learn from my mistakes but it was something that I would do quite often in the beginning when I was starting to intern in the fashion industry especially when you're first starting out and you don't have as much experience to back you up you can kind of feel intimidated and have a big sense of imposter syndrome in any professional workplace setting and a lot of the times when I was given work by my supervisors I would try very hard to keep my questions to a minimum so as to try like to not annoy them because i was afraid that would give them a bad impression of me or that i was like inept and unable to do tasks without asking so many questions which is obviously the completely the opposite and they actually encourage you now to ask as many questions as you possibly can but i remember back when it was 2019 when i started interning for the cfda and it was like my first real big organization um, that I was working for in fashion while I was in college and Everyone who had worked there was so much more experienced than I was They were so much older than I was and had big and had already like built up big reputations in the fashion world So I wanted to come off as professional as possible And there were times when I didn't ask enough questions for the work that I was assigned and ultimately I messed something up Instead of dwelling on what you did wrong in those instances, it's best to address to your supervisor or boss what you did wrong and then quickly be able to come up with a solution on how to fix whatever you did. And that's why one of the qualities that they look for in job descriptions nowadays include your ability to problem solve efficiently, because it matters less about the mistakes that you actually made. It's more it matters more about how quickly you can turn around and find a solution for them. That that's like that's what actually matters. I've learned that throughout a lot of the jobs that I've managed to get early on. I think just efficiency in general is an important skill to have because people like when you complete things with a quick turnaround time and I've made a point to bring that up when I'm doing interviews and stuff because I know my employers want to know that I'm a fast learner and that I can come back from my mistakes and come up with a solution really fast. A great piece of advice that someone once gave me on the topic of making mistakes in the workplace is to keep things in perspective. And what this means is to essentially look at the mistake you've made and not really take it too seriously in light of everything else. Um, Of course, unless you're working in a field like the medical field where a mistake can actually lead to a life or death situation, that's like a different scenario. But in those cases where, you know, in those specific cases, you have to be wary of the mistakes you're making, even the small ones. But if you're making mistakes like uploading the wrong file or showing up late to work from time to time or entering... In the wrong thing into a document. These things are, you have to realize, not the end of the world. So it's okay to feel upset at yourself for making the mistake in the moment and for slipping up, but then take a moment to look at it in the grand scheme of things, and I promise you, you'll feel much better and not be so hard on yourself based on the mistake that you made. But let's say you do make a serious mistake at work, like you mess up something that's kind of major, but it's not to the extent where it's like a life or death situation. How do you bounce back from that? Of course, the first thing you want to do is apologize for making the mistake that you made. If there's one thing you don't want to do when it comes to apologies is to over-apologize. Keep it brief and simple and just reassure your boss or supervisor that you're working on fixing whatever it is that you messed up on. The last thing that you want to do and the last thing that your supervisors want to hear, I can promise you, is a long-winded explanation of why you made the mistake you made and the excuses for what you did and blah 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 blah. If you made a mistake, whatever you did is done. You can't change it. You can't go back in the past. So you just have to move on from it and move forward focusing on how you can actually fix it. It did take me a long time to adopt this mindset because I would get so held up on my mistakes I was making in life and I would make excuses for everything that I did because I didn't want to admit that I was doing them. But once I learned how to really own up to my mistakes, that's when I started being more efficient about fixing them and obviously that made me like an overall better worker long term after you make a big mistake it's best to try to earn back your boss's or supervisor's trust in you slowly but surely by taking actions that show them that you're responsible and can make up for making a mistake the goal is basically to earn back their trust in you and make them feel like you're able to take full responsibility for your mistakes the best way to do that is through actions not words So instead of talking a big game of everything that you're going to do to make up for your mistakes, actually do it through physical actions. And I think this is great general advice for mistakes that you make in just life in general, in your personal life, professional life, whatever, not just specifically in the workplace. Like if you slip up and make a mistake that impacts your life greatly and sets you back, it's okay and it's okay to make those mistakes as long as you take the necessary steps to reinvent yourself and move past that mistake. That's the main difference between people who make mistakes and don't do anything except sulk in them and those who make mistakes but come back from it even stronger than they did before making that mistake. And those are just my two cents on the topic and are some of the lessons that I've learned throughout not just my personal life but my career as well. And sorry if that like sounds a little bit cheesy like oh like you want to come back stronger from making mistakes, but it's actually true though if i've had so many times in my past where i've made really big mistakes and i've dwelled on it for so long and that didn't help me it actually hurt me more than those times that i've made mistakes and bounced back from it and fixed them and came back stronger and again and didn't do that again um so yeah and sometimes like the mistakes you'll make are they're gonna end up hurting you like i mean this is like this is very far off from professional mistakes when we were like outdoor rock climbing my, for my first time, I did the number one mistake that you're not supposed to do as a climber, and it's to put your arm out when you fall. And I did that and I hurt my palm. And luckily, it wasn't anything severe because I could have had a lot, I could have like twisted my elbow or something or sprained it, but I only sp- like bruised my palm. And I was able to learn from that mistake and hopefully not do it again when I do climbing because it's very dangerous and I can end up hurting myself more. So Those are just little things. And I mean, see, like, I'm still taking my own advice because after, directly after I did do that, I did get very discouraged and I kind of like didn't want to climb anymore. But then I started to realize that I was like, okay, I made a mistake, but how do I come back from this? If I'm still strong enough and able to climb, let me do that. And that's what I did. So, but yeah, that's a little tidbit of my thoughts on the topic of mistakes. The reason that really prompted this episode idea for me was because these past few weeks I kind of hit a breaking point where I felt like I was making a lot of mistakes or rather I felt like I was messing up on a lot of small things in my life that really discouraged me. I'm not gonna lie to you guys and that's kind of why I delayed on putting out this episode because I was going through some stuff and I wanted to recover from all of that before I could come back on this episode and record like an optimistic episode where I was telling you guys like this is how you come back from your mistakes and all that. It wouldn't have been genuine if I was still going through it and being miserable so now that I've bounced back from it and I'm getting a little bit better that's kind of why I wanted to like re-inspire you guys so I I think the timing was perfect for me to put out this episode because now I can come back to you guys not 100% but like 95% on having learned from the mistakes that I made recently and be able to share this advice with you guys something else I learned throughout that dark period of time for me most recently was how important it was to have people around you who support you and keep you going despite the mistakes you've made and I didn't realize how much I needed those people in my life until I actually hit my breaking point and they were the ones to support me during that time. Um, My boyfriend is just one of the many people who has been there for me emotionally during these hard periods of time as he should be but it's made me appreciate the people I have in my life a lot more Because I'm not the kind of person who likes to share my emotional state to other people, like even to my boyfriend, even to my twin sister, even to my family especially. I'm more of the type of person who feels more comfortable crying to themselves in the shower and just being really emotional when I'm alone so that I can be really headstrong when I'm around others. But as of lately, I've been learning how important it is to kind of soften up to those who are close to me and really let them in. So I advise you all to do the same and not be afraid to let people help you and support you if you're like me and you like to be headstrong about things on the outside. But anyway, that was a lot. That is all I wanted to talk about in today's episode. I can't believe I haven't put out an episode earlier about making mistakes. Um, It's definitely been on my list for a while now, so I'm glad to finally have this out into the open and for you guys to listen to and to share it to the people who need to hear it. Thank you all for sticking with me throughout these past few months that have been super busy for me personally and you know navigating my life after school has been really hard because I've been hit a couple of times with, with you know the truth of reality and it hasn't been pretty but I'm excited for what is in store for these next few months and for what's going to come in the next year as we approach the end of 2022 I don't even want to say it I'm just going to shut up now because I don't even want to say that we are reaching 2023 but I can't wait to share all of that with you guys because at this point you have been such a big part of my life and those of you who have been with me since the beginning of these this podcast I've been constantly you guys know that I've been constantly reinventing myself and have come a long way since I started so a big thank you to you guys I'm looking forward to January because that's going to be the anniversary of this podcast so we're going to celebrate another year of doing this podcast as always I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you soon on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.